welcome back to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And guys, wow, wow, wow. It's been a crazy, well, I wouldn't call it a crazy week because it hasn't been a week, but it's been a crazy last few days. But before we get into all of that, as always, I'm Jerry Castillo and I'm joined by. I'm Daniel Huan. I saw the Suicide Squad this past weekend. It was nice to see the historic Chinese theater. It was much smaller than I expected, but it was cool to see the fingerprints of the Avengers uh, cast. The Suicide Squad was, in short, a crazy movie. And joining me as well. I agree with you there, Daniel. Shout out to the Wash Goats. But uh, it's about to be a very tough episode for sure. It's your boy, Relly Rails, Rails Rails. Jerry, what we got to kick off this episode, man? What you got for us? Man, there's a lot of things, but why don't you start it off, man? You said it's tough and great segue. Please, <laughs> please introduce it. Oh, man. Dennis Schroeder is offered a one-year, $5.9 million contract to play with the Boston Celtics. And what makes it more tough than that is, did you guys see his post on Instagram? No, I didn't. What do you say? Oh, what do you say? Let, let me pull that bad boy up for y'all real quick. Dennis Schroeder is on some stuff. So he posted it. He posted a picture of himself in a Celtics jersey. And he said, I'm proud to announce that for the 2021-2022 season, I'll be playing with the Boston Celtics. Exclamation mark. This is one of the best franchises in NBA history. And it will be an honor to put on the green and white and do what I love. I'm going out there every night and I'm leaving it on the floor for the city. Who's ready? That's tough. Bro, okay. So uh, like I kind of see where he's coming from, to be honest, because he had to do something because he knew he messed up. Bro, you yeah. got, what was it, four That's years, tough. 84? 484, yeah. right? And the dude was like, no, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. I earned 124 years. Mm. Tough. Oh, man. That's, that's rough, too, man. Like, tough. I don't know about you, but I'm going to fire my agent. I swear. Like, if my agent was like, hey, bro, you're uh, you're worth 120. The the Lakers are lowballing you. Oh, that's tough. That is so tough. But hey, good for him for securing a bag. It's not it's not a big bag, but it's a bag. I guess it, it's it's kind of it's honestly this is kind of it's like it's really pathetically sad. Um, he you know he got you know it's like that it's like some dude who's at like you know at a five-star restaurant like hey i'm I, I want the whole course meal but instead he gets like you know and say he gets a subway sandwich and a bag of chips nothing against subway but that's what that's what essentially happened here um he 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 just got i don't know it's just it, it from all the you know all the you know complaining and demanding during the season it's just it's just bad karma finally bit dennis schroeder in the ass and, and this is and this is the result and you know what's crazier? Exactly. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, G. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know what's crazier? We're talking about like Dennis Schroeder and, you know, talking about best franchise as well. I hate to say it, but today, Russell Westbrook had his uh, introductory press conference with the Lakers. And what a friggin' day it was. Because think about it. Your dude who tried to like, you know, rip you off by like another, what is it, $26 million? is only playing for the Celtics for, you know, one year, $6 million. And then you got one of the best point guards of all time in the same day. Like talk about a whiplash, a mood whiplash. If you're a Laker fan, you know, you're like, damn, 
Dennis Schroeder, but at the same time, you're like, damn, Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be real, Jared. I saw the press conference today. Like, it was kind of surreal. Like, damn, like, we, we, we got Russell Westbrook and Trey. Like, it exactly happened. He's in the press conference. It, I don't know. The press conference felt like it felt very Hollywood in LA today. Like, that was like, that's those are what the moments you live for as a Laker fan. Like that press con press conference was was very in line with Laker lore. I'll, I'll put it like that. It it sucks because now he he got even more overshadowed because this news didn't break out until after the press conference. And what are we all talking about? Russell Westbrook. And then you go over here and be petty and post something on your story. Come on, bro. Don't disrespect the Lakers organization, a team that spoon fed you. They said, Oh, you want to be the starter? There you are. You can be the starter. You can be our third option. You, you want some money? Here's the money. We gave you everything you ever wanted, your heart desired, and you went and spit it out. Like, I don't understand why players come to the Lakers. Either they don't know how to shoot or they come to the Lakers and just get big-headed all of a sudden, bro. You've been on the bench your whole career. You come to the Lakers, you just think your instant starter is still averaging the same amount of points. Man, like Dave said, it's karma. Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> keep kicking your skateboard. Shout out to uh, Lupe Fiasco because you're kicking and pushing your way to Boston, and you're not going to be in L.A., Winning championships, you're going to be in Boston doing whatever you're doing out there. Good luck to you, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, and it just goes to show, don't be selfish because good things will come. And, you know, Russell Westbrook, he wasn't, yeah, you could say whatever you want about his play style, but he wasn't, he's not a selfish player. Like, no one can debate that. And I don't think he's a selfish person either because he seems like a really good guy off the court. And, you know, Dennis Schroeder, we don't know him, obviously, but... It just seems like his his willingness to try and take advantage of the Lakers eventually just bit him in the butt. So, I don't know. Any last uh, thoughts on Westbrook and the Lakers and, by extension, Dennis Schroeder before we move on? Uh, Dennis Schroeder, um, I don't expect to see him much this season. Um, I think there's better players on that Celtics roster. Um, don't be surprised if he takes the bench role again because, honestly, that's what he deserves. It's going to be a fun Lakers season. Um, it's it's. I think this next season is going to be one that's going to be very remembered for 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 years to come. Big facts, big facts. I haven't watched the interview yet, so I don't have much of a reaction. But I can't wait to see it. Russell Westbrook, number zero. Brody is in the building. We got Mister Triple Double himself. <laughs> we got somebody that actually wants to rebound the ball. AD, you don't got to do it as much. I'm excited. Lakers basketball, baby. Showtime's back. <sighs> Agreed. Well, that was a deep sigh, but you, t- you talk about rebounding. Just really, really quick reactions with you guys and Drummond going to the Sixers. Really, really quick reactions. Because rebounding, I mean, uh, how, how could I mean, you not pivot to that? <laughs> this doesn't really... <laughs> Drummond to the Sixers doesn't really move the needle for the Sixers. That's, what they, that's not what they need. They needed a guard, so this doesn't really. I don't honestly. I don't really give a shit. Um, Drummond was awful for us, so uh, cool. he's gone now. Yeah. All right, G. It's another stupid situation. Why are you going to the 76ers to come off the bench? You you trolled on Instagram talking about I ain't taking no veterans minimum. And the the the, the center that's been willing you your whole career, Joel Embiid. Now you backing him up. I don't know. Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, both of y'all need to fire y'all agents because now y'all play in these situations. I just think it's dumb. I mean, it's not that I don't agree with you. I just 
don't want to outwardly say that I agree with you. But yeah, like, did you see? Did you guys see his uh, Embiid's face when he found out that uh, he was there? It's like, uh, thanks, you're here now. Great. Yikes, <laughs> dude. Yikes. But it doesn't do much for both 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 parties. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. But we're talking about parties and we're talking about LA. Well, Kawhi Leonard has elected to stay with the LA Clippers. The we don't really know what the contract's worth yet, but obviously he's gonna probably miss this entire season because of that ACL tear. But yeah, he's staying in in LA, according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. And at the same time, Reggie Jackson agreed to a two-year, $22 million deal. Anything stand out between those two, Kawhi and or Reggie Jackson? Anything noteworthy? Um, honestly, it's just the same old, same old. Um, Reggie Jackson, that sign doesn't surprise me. Um, the Clippers are going to be a good team, but their their troubles are going to be in the playoffs. And last, if, if there was any point to win the championship last season, it was last year. Uh, um, it was that year, but you know, last season. Um, so expect more of the same, but it, it doesn't really move the needle, in my opinion. Um, well deserving contract for Reggie Jackson. He showed out in the playoffs, almost out of the league, he expressed all of that. So kudos to him. He getting paid more than did in the shoulder. <laughs> so uh quiet litter situation, I just think it's interesting. The whole player option and being played, being paid for not playing. Shout out to Clay Thompson, two years. Kevin Durant. It's just that's that's wild. But I mean, they put their bodies through it, so I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I see the if Kawhi isn't playing, their ceiling. I guess the Clippers' ceiling is probably semis. Really, really good season would probably be the the conference finals because that's kind of what happened last season, right? Because Kawhi went down with that with that knee injury in the semis. They still went what was it five or six games against the Suns in the finals, conference finals, I should say. So if Paul George plays the same way he did in the postseason for an entire eighty-two game season, I mean, thirty points, like seven assists, five rebounds, whatever. If he can do that. Easily, easily pass the first round. That's just me. We though. got other teams. We got other teams coming back, including your Warriors, your Golden oh, yeah. State Warriors. Yeah, we got the Lakers coming back. You know, they're not full. They're not full strength. I don't see it. I see first one exit. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Jarrell. I just think, all in all, this Clippers experiment has failed. It's, it's nothing special is going to happen here. They lost they the war even- in LA. Yeah, they didn't even pick up anybody. They still have the same squad. I mean, Serge Ibaka's coming back. But, I mean, players Nick are getting Batum. older. Nick Batum's coming back, still getting older. We talk about the Lakers being old. I don't see that. What? Who's their third star? The buyout market? Yeah. I mean, do they still have Rondo? <laughs> but playoff Rondo, I'm just saying. Man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It could happen. It could happen. I mean, he, he out here shooting with Ben Simmons. That ain't, he ain't doing nothing. Bro, game, bro. We, we all know if it's in that gym, if it's an A gym and no one's guarding him, no, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work. But, um, you know, we're talking about the first round. We talked about money. Well, Luka Doncic is staying in Dallas for another five years because he signed a $207 million Supermax extension, which is very, very much warranted. Gee, you throwing that up. Yeah, it's, I don't know what you're supposed to do if you're Dallas, this is obviously the right move because you have a generational talent 
I'm calling it now. He's a generational talent. He's probably going to be the best player in his class. Aside from the fact that the Dallas Mavericks haven't made it past the first round since 2011, he's a generational talent. This is the right move. I This is a no-brainer. Any any thoughts on Luka staying in Dallas, especially after the Olympics that he had, too? Fantastic. Fantastic. Well-deserved contract. Um, Luka deserves every penny he's going to get. This is this is the out of the extensions that have been going on the past week. This is by far the most interesting. Um, this is going to be like really interesting. What that? Da- I think the key here is what Dallas does going forward. I think I think it's now going to become imperative. And the biggest question: Can they add that second star? Uh, it whether they can add that second star is going to be important. Whether uh, Luca wins a championship within this next contract or not. So it this is. This is going to be like a very long, interesting story the next couple of years for Luca. I don't think, really quickly, G, before you hop in here, I don't think this it's like a big deal if he doesn't win a championship within this contract because he's only 22. So it's true. It's true. But it's like, I just want to know like what Dallas is going to do with the roster with Luca now as, as you know, as a five year permanent stay. Like, I wonder what power they can do to trip to attract other free agents or potentially big blockbuster trades in the next five years. Like that's Great. what I'm wondering. Trading Porzingis. Yeah. That's the first one. We'll go ahead. G. Yeah. You, you worry about that later. I don't know why we are so obsessed with players being 22 years old, having to win an NBA championship. He doesn't have a check. Kobe was that age, but he had a sack that was prime 27 year old check. You know what I'm saying? So, Calm your tits a little bit there. No offense to anybody listening, but calm, calm, calm down. It's okay. We got five years. Got to two, he's 27 years old. What we did was lock down our corner piece, our, our franchise player in Luka Doncic, and we can build around him. Like Jared said, Luka Doncic is a generational talent. You can piece together something. We've seen Allen Iverson take the 76ers to the finals with their second best player being who? Eric Snow, Kimbe Batumbo. Right, and we just saw with Giannis, too. I mean, Giannis has Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. <laughs> but it took but time. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, it did take time. So don't rush the process. Shout out to Joel and B. And talking about making trades, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get into this. And I threw it out there on Sunday, Shooting Bricks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. We got fan engagement. I know we had a Dallas Maverick fan. I hope you're listening to this episode as well. But I propose this trade. This needs to be a three-team trade. The Mavericks, the 76ers, and the Portland Trailblazers. Let's make this happen because – Obviously, your franchises are all going in separate directions, and you guys need something big to happen. And this is what needs to happen for the NBA. Three-team trade, four-team trade, whatever the case may be, blockbuster trade. Let's get these stars on another team. So for everyone that missed out on that tweet, can you uh, explain what that tweet was, the, uh, the trade scenario you had? So basically, Damian Lillard wants out of Portland. That's the speculation we've got right. As fans, we want to come up with trade scenarios. So as I talk about these trade scenarios, please add us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, whatever the case may be. Let us know some trade scenarios that you guys might have as well. But ultimately, the trade was going to be focused around Damian Lillard getting to the 76ers, Ben Simmons going to the Trailblazers, and Krista Perzingis being thrown into that trade as well. So basically here, to make the salary cap match, we're going to have Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, you could throw in one asset, some draft picks that are going out, right? Tobias Harris was going to go to the Mavericks. We're going to have Porzingis and Ben Simmons go to the Trailblazers. And then the, and the Dallas Mavericks were getting uh, Tobias Harris, whatever the case may be. That was the main trade. All the picks and all the other assets will be formulated around that. But 
Those are the key things. Replacing to, uh, Chris Porzingis with Tobias Harris, you get a consistent offensive player that is able to play. That's your one-two punch for now, and you get that ugly contract off of off the books. The 76ers finally get their second star, Damian Lillard, and then the Trailblazers win out of this. They get Chris Porzingis, and they get um, Ben Simmons. You mm-hmm. trade Nurkic, you formulate a team around Ben Simmons being the focal point and just dishing it out to your shooters, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell. In my mind, I feel like this is an ultimate 2K trade, but let me know what you guys think about that. Yeah, that's a really interesting interesting trade because in concept, those trades would work for all the teams. Maybe not Portland because they'll, they'll have to find someone to ship CJ McCollum off to because he's 30. But aside from that, like, you know, they re-upped... Um, Norman Powell. So they have a steady one, one with, I guess, Ben Simmons there, and then two and two and a half with KP and Norman Powell. So that's going to be really interesting how they want to play that out because as we're going to get to a little bit later, the Portland Trailblazers just have not done anything of note, especially considering Damian Lillard before he went to, before he went to Team USA camp was like, if you look at this roster, look me dead in the eye and tell me that this is a championship roster. I can look him dead in the eye, no BS, and tell him that is not a championship roster. I don't think anyone would say that. So it'll be interesting to see what Dame Lillard and the uh, Trailblazers go from where they go from here, what they do. But speaking of things, speaking about more money, Jimmy Butler, he's staying in Miami. He signed a four-year, $184 million extension. Now, is that something that, you know, you guys are concerned about? Because he is 31. By the end of this contract, he's going to be 35, 36, whatever. And that's going to be a lot of money tied up to him. He has injury history. We know that. And Kyle Lowry, the three years, 90 million or whatever it was, whatever the, the, the term was, like I think the Lowry, Bam, Jimmy Butler kind of pairing, it might not work as well as people might think. Because even now, like Miami's being investigated by the NBA because there were there could be potential tampering going on regarding the Lowry signing. So thoughts on that? Um the Jimmy Butler signing, I gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Um, you're right, Jimmy Butler has had injury history and you know he has taken a lot of toll throughout the years. I don't know if this was the smartest um re-signing Jimmy Butler could have done for his own career. He's only getting older, and I think I fear that Miami might have just plateaued in the after the 2020 NBA Finals. It's just, they, in my opinion, I don't know, it's incredible how one year changes things. I know, I know, like last year, they, they were exhausted coming from the start of the season, but I think, I feel like they, they have stagnated in comparison to even the likes of Boston, like Philly and, you know, Brooklyn, other, their, their other Eastern Conference counterparts. I just think Miami, especially Milwaukee, especially I think Miami has really fallen back into the middle of the pack. And I think with these other teams adding talent and trying to get better, I just feel Miami kind of got left out. So in the next couple of years, I'm going to be real here. I don't really see any championship in South beach. I think they have, you know, it's, they have lost their mojo. And I think this contract, by the time this contract ends, um, Jimmy, by the near of it, Jimmy Butler's. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Butler kind of asked a trade out of South Beach at the end. But I'm talking way long term, like three years, four years ahead. Right, and it's really interesting because, in my opinion, some of the teams that you mentioned, aside from aside from the Nets, I think have plateaued as well because you know the 
the Boston Celtics have definitely plateaued and you see teams like the Hawks on the up and up and the Bucks are obviously there too. So, you know, it is what it is, but go ahead, G. I, 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 this is the new norm, right? Older players getting extensions through their mid to late thirties. You see it with Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, you know, what's new. Uh, so this is expected. We got technology to keep players healthy. I know Jimmy Butler is coming off from a bad season, but the previous season he was looking like an MVP, especially in the, in the playoffs. So this is what we are banking on. And, and, and teams nowadays want to be loyal to superstars because, you know, they're a dime a dozen. So I do agree with you, Daniel. They plateaued because I feel like what have they done with their assets aside from Bam Adebayo? They believe that Tyler Hero is the second coming of I don't know who. But he's not turning out to be that guy. I don't know what happened last year. He just got his girlfriend pregnant, and that's about Ooh. it. She's fine, though. Check her out on Instagram. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> um, but I think I for sure believe that they upgraded at point guard position with the leadership of Kyle Lowry. If they can have a healthy Victor Oladipo, this team is pretty dangerous if you look right. at it like that. Victor Oladipo did resign with the Miami Heat. And a healthy Victor Oladipo is a 25-5 and guy that could play both ends. So if we have a Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, uh, Markeith Morris, I'm just throwing him in there, or Duncan Robinson, and Bam Adebayo, that's a pretty solid squad. And if they can somehow bring uh, another presence in here that's uh, the same age as Tyler Hero but has a bigger impact, maybe they can do something. Because they, they drafted Precious Achiwa, Achawawawada, a Precious. Yeah. They drafted him, and he's not on the squad no more. I don't even know what happened. I think he got traded somewhere for what sign and trade for the Lowry deal along with Goran Dragic. Okay. So I feel like they're a piece or two, a piece or two missing. Uh, They're going to have to be like, like I, I, this is the blueprint. They're going to be, have to be like the Detroit Pistons in 04. It has to be a collective effort. We're not looking at one superstar player. That's just going to, or two superstar players. It has to be team effort. So if they could fill out that, that bench, maybe have a solid contributing four or Tyler hero comes, becomes, like I said, the second coming of, I don't know who he's supposed to be, but that 20 point per game off the bench efficiently, maybe this, he has a chance. I don't think they're plateauing that, that, that far down with the veteran leadership that they have in Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, especially when healthy. So let's not, let's not uh, count the heat out. And I know Hunter, Hunter probably has something to say about that. Yeah. Well, I know Hunter will definitely have something to say about that, but you know, it is interesting to see where the heat go from here. I mean, there is a lot of like a lot of moving pieces in the, in the East, but speaking of moving pieces, just really quick, really, really quick thoughts on the Portland situation, because like I mentioned earlier, Damian Lillard wants a championship squad and the Portland Trailblazers did not do anything to give him any confidence in the fact that this team might be a championship contender anytime soon. So, well, yes or no, will we see Damian Lillard traded before, during, or after this season? Yes or no, Daniel? I'm predicting a mid-season trade. Um, the vibe, even though he has not explicitly come to the press look, I want to trade out of Portland. The vibe is there. I just don't think Dame, I think he's finally come to the realization that like, just by, you know, him talking about the roster, it just, it just feels like he knows this roster is not going to win a championship. And I think he's finally come to like, to this conclusion that like, I need out that because that's, that's, this is, this is as far as we go. And I, I'm going to say it, I'm going to predict it right now. Gut feeling he's going to Philadelphia. I just feel Philadelphia is the most motivated. Look at the athletic report that came out recently. I think the Sixers are all in on day. 
Fair. Ajit? I hope I hope that happens, and I hope it's a three-team trade so everybody that laughed <laughs> at my trade proposal can look back at that tweet. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to disagree with the timing. I don't think it's going to happen mid-season. Too much going on. Such a blockbuster trade. And Dame is loyal to the soil. And I mean that. He's to his heart. So if he starts with the Trailblazers this season, he's going to finish with the Trailblazers this season. And it's going to happen in the offseason the following year when there's uh, free agency and uh, the draft around the corner. But in the middle of the season, ah, it's going to be tough. You saw it happen with the Nets. I know they kind of clicked. But I don't think it's going to happen in the middle of the season. For sure. I think it's going to happen next offseason, going to the Warriors for Wiggins, Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody. So I'm still going to speak y'all that into y'all existence. Y'all can laugh in the comments. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that could have happened but didn't happen, which I'm upset about, but it is what it is. But moving on to some quick hitters now, something that I wasn't upset about is the fact that NBA basketball is back, even though they are rookies. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see Jalen Green just balling out against Evan Mobley. He scored 23 points on 9 of 18 shooting. He only had one turnover in 30 minutes in the 84-76 victory over Cleveland. And shout out USC, Evan Mobley had 12 points and 5 rebounds in that same game. Your guy, G. Cade Cunningham, he had 12 points and 6 rebounds against the OKC Thunder. And number 6 pick, Josh Giddy actually left that game with an ankle injury. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. I mean, he's still super young. He had a blow-by dunk for his first basket, I think, or something like that. Something crazy. But, yeah, hopefully it's nothing too crazy. Nothing that sidelines him for a long time. But, yeah. And Jalen Suggs, he defeated my lowly Golden State Warriors because he had a 24-point performance in the 91-89 victory. I mean, he, you know, he beat the Warriors by himself. He had that block in overtime to basically secure the game. So it was, it is what it is. Was it, was it Jalen Suggs or was it someone else? There's a lot of, there's a lot of good wings out there in this draft, but. um. Yes. Shout out to LiAngelo Ball balling out this summer league. Let's go. Triple B's. What's crazy. What's crazy. So he had, I think he had 16 points on like four or five made threes or whatever. He had more threes than. Five threes, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he had more threes than the rest of his team combined. So if and, this... And he played like limited minutes too. 16 minutes, I think, right? Yeah. Something crazy like that, but yeah. And lastly here, before we wrap things up, something that should be near and dear to all our hearts, Team USA beat France in the gold medal game with KD showing out. I mean, Rudy Gobert was in tears after the game because he, I think he shot 50% from the line. And the United States only won by like three points or something. And Rudy Gobert went to the line like 18 times or something crazy. So, oh, not 18 times, but like nine times. And he had like 18 free throws or something. And he made 50%. If he made three more, I mean, it could be a very different story. But yeah, no, shout out to Team USA men's and shout out to KD. Also, shout out to uh, to Patty Mills because he had 42 points and nine assists in the in the bronze medal game against Slovenia and shout out to Australia as a whole, because this is their first time getting a, a medal in men's basketball. They've been in, in competition, the Olympics for 15 years or 15 times, I should say. And this is their first medal. So shout out to them. And lastly, shout out to the, the women's team USA squad, because they won in a blowout against Japan to win their seventh straight gold medal. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I could be, wrong but it's something crazy like that sixth or seventh straight diana tarasi and Sue, absolutely sue bird and diana tarasi 
both have five gold medals. Carmelo and KD, you guys have three. Well, Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird, they have five. So eat your heart out. But aside from that, don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast and leave a review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter, at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram, and at The Shooting Bricks Podcast on YouTube for all the news and the video of this episode of The Shooting Bricks Podcast. And as always, I'm Jerry Castillo. I'm Daniel Huynh. Look, it may not seem like it right now, but I'm predicting in three years, Evan Mobley will turn out to be the best player from this last draft. And joining me as well, Shout out to Marvel. What if you guys drop your comments below about Yee. the trade scenarios going on in this upcoming season? But you know who it is. It's your boy, Rally Rail, Rail Sips. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>